They told me what you doing I said what I'm about to do is turn the fuck up Hi, this is Sunny Ken, and you're listening to Dark Map Hot Guys. Hey guys, this is Selena de la Venga, from Promociones Dorado and MLW. You're listening to Dark Match Podcast. You are currently listening to the Dark Match Podcast, but more importantly, you're listening to the voice of the first and only ever two-time Rookie of the Year, Jackson Argo. What the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our bonus episode of Dark Match Podcast. I welcome those that are tuning in to hear part three, but for those that haven't been following along, this is part three of our What's the Beef conversation. Now, a few months back, my friends over at Marks with Mikes and Wrestling Cheers sat down to have a conversation, kind of clear the air. There were a lot of things going on, and to be honest with you, like I mentioned in part one early on in our interview, I really didn't know what the beef was. Uh, When this first started, uh, a large majority of tasks and conversations that kind of spurred this so-called beef were were as a result of my former co-host. And and I did bring that up in in part one, but for those that aren't aware, when we did start, uh, ourselves, Wrestling Cheers, for some reason, we just didn't see eye to eye. And I was kind of on the outside looking in, really didn't know exactly what was going on and uh, we wanted to, over time, now that wounds have healed, uh, I'm very good friends with JT over at Marks with Mikes, and we kind of sat down saying, hey, why don't we just have a conversation? Just three adults sitting down, trying to figure out exactly what's going on, and, and that's exactly what we did. So I would highly encourage, don't want to get into too much details, because I want you to go listen for yourself. We had a sit-down conversation with Marks with Mikes, Wrestling Cheers, part one is with Marks with Mikes. Wrestling Cheers carries part two, so I would highly recommend going over to any streaming platform, checking those out now so you can bring yourself up to speed. But you are tuning in now. This is part three and the final part of our three-part series. Who knows? We're definitely talking about sitting down and having another conversation. We sat around my fire, made some food, brought some beverages, had some uh, had some cigars as well, some shots, some beers, uh, you know, just having a good time, enjoying the weather and enjoying good company as well. So I will turn it over right now. Let's get into our conclusion, part three of our What's the Beef conversation right now. <laughs> What are, I'm going to ask you this because you've already, you've kind of mentioned it and I haven't heard yours yet, but what is your craziest story revolving around wrestling? Doesn't need to be necessarily something that happened at like an independent show. What's the craziest story that you've had that revolves around wrestling? So this goes back to New Orleans, WrestleMania 34, Bourbon Street. We're all inside. Uh, outside on the street at this time. This is after I leave the bar. So everyone's in the, on Bourbon Street putting on fake wrestling matches. Uh, we're having fun. Um, I, I take a super kick. And when I take the super kick, I go to fall and I twist my ankle. Not only do I twist my ankle, I land in a puddle on Bourbon Street. Shit. Ankle is fucked up. I come back to work ankle is the size of a grapefruit so i couldn't even tie my shoe so i literally had to wear my shoe at work for a week uh with my pretty much my ankle exposed but that to me was one of the craziest things i mean because i was just reminiscing back to my childhood when i would just play wrestle 
and forgot the fact that at the time I was 32 and you just can't do that shit at 32, especially with zero training on how to bump at this time. I had zero training on how to bump, but yeah, I go to try to go take the bump after I take the super kick and I twist the hell up my ankle. I'm just laying there. Everyone's sitting there. Oh, dude, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm cool. I'm walking. I'm cool. Next morning, I get up. I go to try to go to WrestleMania. Ankle is killing me. So ankle is swollen up even more. Other crazy part about New Orleans is I kept running into Xavier Woods. (laughs) I kept running into Xavier Woods. And um, it was crazy because the few times that we kept running into each other, it was awkward as fuck. Like each time we ran into each other. He, he he was he was either you know talk, talking to somebody you know as far as a female and i would just happen to pop up like a pimp on a prom date or like herpes after like three months of no outbreak i would just pop up yeah not that i have any experience but i'm just just trying to let you guys know how i popped up but um so i kept running into him and i run into him ironically at the airport as i'm leaving from many a weekend and he just gives me this look it's like damn you again i'm like bro i promise you i'm not following you we just keep meeting up at the same instant at the same time last crazy story from new orleans i want to say involved one velveteen dream and we mentioned it on my show uh about three episodes ago but uh i'm, I'm there we're at we're at this bar once again, can't remember the name of the bar, but I know that night, see all the pictures, it was uh, Shayna Baszler, Baszler was there. I got a chance to take a picture with Shayna and chop it up with her. Uh, AIW Women's Champion, title still held hostage, waiting for you to return it back. Uh, that's another story. Um, but I run into her, Fabian Fabian uh, Ankner, uh, run into Ricochet, uh, also uh, trying to remember uh, Tyler Bate run into all these people and there's velveteen so everyone else is flicking it up with me get the velveteen still in character still hill person before me i guess pissed him off asking for a picture so i go to ask for a picture he's like bro i'm not taking any pictures leave me alone left it alone i was like you know what i ain't gonna fuck with him because i know what that means i'm just trying to chill whatever same guy goes back to annoy him. Velveteen rips into this guy. Back the fuck up away from me. I told you I don't want to do any pictures. I would lay your ass out right here in the middle of the street. No one would say anything. It's like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't want any of that smoke. But it, should, it, it was so real seeing that out of him. Yeah. So those were my crazy stories as far as wrestling related oh and then the last one i i want to say this had to be at jay lit i was walking back in from taking a cell phone phone call and i want to say it was either janella i'm trying to think if it was janella if it was someone else but he ran all the way from outside of the building came back around and he's running past me and uh he he runs and i think he does some type of van daminator move w- with a chair yeah <laughs> and literally i'm on the phone as this is happening i'm like oh shit i gotta call you back <laughs> live action going down right now i'll call you back call you back but those are my craziest moments in wrestling um you know as far as actually being directly involved uh what about you summers 
I was trying to rack my brain and I was I kind of like blanked out because just so many years around wrestling there's like okay what like what's good for a story and until you until you mentioned Shayna Baszler I had nothing and then like it clicked I'm like oh yeah there was the like the most surreal night of my life uh, I had received heads up through a friend who was once associated with AIW that Ronda Rousey was coming to AIW oh shit but nobody was supposed to know it was supposed to be kept on the down low because <clears throat> nobody knew if uh she was actually coming because she wasn't she was, wasn't booked at all but i guess uh shana jessamine and uh ronda did play in this like hunting trip or something that they did and like they drove from california to ohio what yeah damn and then all this, any social media posts uh, from Sh- Shayna or Jessamine, no Rhonda. Like, there was the purpose of, like, you don't see Rhonda at all. Yeah. Because they, they just don't want people to know. Because that was also a UFC weekend in Cleveland. Like, yeah. that, everything that, that went down with that. And that was also the night that, I mean, granted, it was like a star studded event in AIW because there was just so many people coming in. Like uh, I'm not a huge uh, MMA fan. But I know Ariel Ariel Hawani was was in was at that show. There's a bunch of other people too. Yeah. Uh, so I got the official word the day of she was she was going to be there. Everything was good. So uh, a friend of mine actually kind of seen Shayna, and he's a complete fucking idiot. Actually tried to like open up not Shayna but Ronda tried to open up the their car door. Of all car doors, why the fuck are you gonna try to open Shane um or Shane? You have Shane um, Jessamine and Rhonda. Yeah, they're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, probably especially Rhonda's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. So I knew she was there, but like they dropped Shane off, and Jessamine and Rhonda like left. They didn't come back until the show started, cause, like so people weren't weren't gonna be around. Yeah. Uh, also like at that that night. Noel Foley and Frank the Clown showed up. Like they were just I remember that, yeah. They were just hanging out and that was nuts. So end of the night, I received word that I got thumbs up to come down and meet Rhonda through uh my friend. I just had to clear it with John Thorne, you know, went up to him and said, Hey, is it cool? Luckily I like I had, I did a favor for John Thorne that day, so he was perfectly fine with it. He's like, Yeah, go ahead. So get a chance, get introduced to Rhonda cool as shit so like uh at that time at the end of the show it actually ended with ronda hoisting uh shana up like there's a definitely a picture out there you guys have probably seen it with shana oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. shana jessman and ronda and like that's how the show ended ronda goes downstairs shana and jessman do photos and autographs obviously don't ronda that's why I, I go downstairs i meet her and then like i'm having a conversation with her and then Jessamine and Shana come down. There's a moment that like we're all four s- standing around talking, and we talk about one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time, Natalia. Friends of theirs. Yeah. So like that was like was, like really cool. Like kind of like because I knew how the close they were, and like I, I at that time I had met Natalia early earlier in the year outside of uh, AIW, not AIW, WWE in Canton. And she's like one of the people. Like, if you're way out by the parking lot, she's gonna do. Like, she's gonna spend time and like 
picture, autograph, whatever you need. Yeah. She's she's just fucking amazing. So we're talking about like how awesome she is, and literally about five ten minutes later, my friend comes back down. Dude, Tyson kids upstairs. What? Yeah. We were just talking about fucking Natalia, like minutes ago and you're telling me her husband's upstairs yeah 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 he's uh, friends with colt and all this stuff so because he was at that show and he's in town for ufc and all yeah he's upstairs no fucking ways we go upstairs not only did i get that that would i meet Rhonda and i got a picture with her i got a picture with tyson kid no oh, yeah. and i got to tell him how much like how much i loved him his wife and like the whole heart family so like one of the most craziest nights of my life Got the meeting Tyson kid was really cool, but like that meeting Ronda was like a lot of friends of mine who weren't wrestling fans was like, oh my god, you met fucking Ronda Rousey, and I'd mentioned like Jessica, she had fought the next day, yeah, and I was I, I was like questioning Ronda and uh, Shayna, like was there is there beef with Jess or anything like what what do you like what's up because when I first met Shayna, I purposely wore a Jessica Evil Eye shirt. And she looked like she was about to make a comment or something, and she didn't. And I asked her about them. Like the first time, like I was wearing a shirt, you didn't say anything, and like she explained, like, "No, nah, we're like we're we're really cool with her. Like we well, we like her, and we're really rooting for her tomorrow." Uh, I got on my phone. I text Jess. I'm like, "Dude, Rhonda and, and all like that stuff. Like they're all rooting for you." And she texted me the next. She's probably sleeping. She was like, "She like you don't have no idea how much that means to me." Yeah, like just that. At the like time. you don't know who your support system is yeah and like here's like like some of the top women in uh like names in women's mixed martial arts and like they're for her yeah sadly i know i think just lost that fight but still like it was it was so so surreal yeah and like i don't there's not much i can think of that tops that like i might have like small experiences here and there like the first time i met njf he literally interrupted my interview with ethan page yeah, down at uh, when it, back when the, the old Rockstar Arena at uh, the Pro Wrestling Revolver show. Yeah, and like he just like comes up and like steals the microphone, kind of talks shit for like a minute, and I was like, oh shit, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, and like literally a couple weeks later, he was in the AW. Yeah, so like I've never met like I've only met MJF like one time, and it sorry to spoil it one of the nicest guys like when he's out of character very nice individual and but seeing him break character is rare i've seen it yeah very it rare very rare rarest yeah and he'll sometimes he'll break out of it but the way he, way he snaps back into it you're like did you break character yeah like are I, you working me right now <laughs> well like the funny thing is like you meet like a Finish your point. Sorry, I no, interrupted. No, no, no. You. I was like just trying to like move a little bit. So. Gotcha. Like the funny thing too is like I know Wardlow. Like I've known him for a while. Like just looking at those two, like if I never like got to experience like MJF like out of character for like that absolute brief moment, and when I say like brief moment, I mean like that was probably like twenty five thirty seconds of him out of character. And then it was immediately like snap of a finger. He's back in character. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're not a huge dick. Okay. That's good to know. You actually do care. But either way, like craziest like instance I have is obviously like with me, like growing up, 
um watching wrestling like i was someone like if i could gravitate towards anything like if i could get away with watch i found tna when i was a kid and the one character that i gravitated towards was abyss i was a huge abyss fan and being like a mankind fan like here's like the new yeah the the new age like mankind mankind meets kane yes and when this idea came up like when fulton was on our show like hey like here's what we should do like it it was it, it was several months in the making like where can we go with this like if you really want to spark something from this and uh fulton was the one that originally brought up the idea he's like look like why don't you why don't you get in the ring I'm like okay i don't think you you are looking at me look at my body does it look like someone that could literally become a professional wrestler no he's like look i'll train you he'll train you he'll train you we'll teach you the basics we'll keep you safe whatever it may be we we have an idea for you it's like all right fine whatever so i go through i go through like crash wrestling course everything like that and the idea comes out like hey we have this angle here's where it is this is what happens we're gonna pull you in you're gonna get involved you're gonna stop a match i'm gonna and originally it was like a back and forth now the show that i was at was a it was like a november december show and the original angle was i was just going to be i was just going to be a guest like in the crowd or something like that then something was going to happen i like jumped the barricade and stop izzy lambert from getting hurt and then i make a match at the next event next thing you know fulton comes out he's like look People are not going to give a shit about you. You're just going to be some random person that's making a match. They're not going to care. If you want them to care, you need to be in the ring. I was like, look, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm out of shape. That's, that's not going to happen. At the event that I was at, it was a five-second match where he lost the title. And then a new, um, like, he says, like, no, that didn't count. Like, restart the match. The champion at the time's like, look, I'm a fighting champion. Unlike yourself, I'll defend it right now. He gets jumped. Next thing you know, he just comes in, does his finisher over and over again. I throw in a towel. That's where it was supposed to stop. Right before we walk through the curtain, Fulton looks at me. He goes, hey, just a heads up. You're taking a bump. All right, I'll see you out there. I'm like, what just happened? All I'm thinking in my head the whole time is I'm going to take a bump and I don't know really how to do that. I've done it, but I've only done it where I'm literally doing it myself. No one's forced me to do it. So we go through and I find out while we're in the ring after this all goes down, I take a bump and he says, like, I'm just going to push you around a little bit, like, while you're on the ground. No, he's full on, like, punching me. And I don't know what to do. I'm completely, like, out of it. Like, I'm coming up off the ground, like, thinking, 
like where the hell am i where have i been where is my life right now and they announced that my tag team partner is going to be abyss like and i literally like mark out in the ring in front of everybody i make the announcement i'm like yeah all for it day of the match comes up i'm standing in the locker room next thing you know this freaking person that i've idolized my entire life comes up to me and he starts talking to me like and i can't even say anything i'm like completely just lost in the moment in itself i've i kid you not he had to repeat my spots back to me about like six times (laughs) i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing next thing you know he like goes outside i was like do you mind if i join you he's like yeah come on man and I'm standing outside and like I'm just like lost in the moment. I'm like, I've like idolized this person my entire life. And I'm standing here just like enjoying the evening, like getting fresh air. And he's just like, So what are your thoughts on the match? I'm like, I love you. Like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, didn't say that out loud, but like inside I'm like, I love you. But match happens. We're in the ring, and there's one spot in the match where I'm, like, looking down. I'm watching, and I literally got lost in the moment. Uh, There was a spot where I was supposed to get into the ring at the end of the match, and I'm just watching, like, Abyss, like, go through and just destroy everyone. And I just, like, have, like, this immediate, like, flashback of, like, my childhood and i'm like standing there like holy shit like i am the close i'm closer than anyone in this arena right now yeah i'm literally just like standing right here like and here's abyss who i've watched my entire life like all the way through and here i am right now and when i finally like snap out of it it's abyss like laying on the ground like get in the ring i'm like oh shit yeah i'm supposed to be here that's my spot so I like walk in and match ends. It's all over. I go to like thank Abyss. They're like, yeah, he left. Like, fuck. Like, luckily, like, I still have like, and it's like by far like one of my favorite pictures of all time is right. Well, I got to go all the way back. Right. Nope, 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 nope. Right here. It's like one of my favorite pictures. Nice. So, but that was like my craziest, like my craziest wrestling moment. So. Who's been some of your, or who's your favorite wrestler you've ever met? Whether it be like just the experience or you held them so high at childhood and like getting to meet them was amazing. Either of you. My moment. Uh, Xavier Woods. Where you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Xavier Woods. Gosh, he's probably going to send me a big fuck you. Um, but Probably. Um, jazz. Okay. Jazz. Uh I I admired Jazz like for the moment that I got the chance to see her on television and the fact that I just reached out to her I was like hey would you like to 
do an interview. Didn't hesitate. Hit me right back up. Sure. Got the chance to meet her at NWA 70. It was a great, great experience. I actually kept in contact. So, uh, you know, just to see that, you know, the personal stream is just as genuine as the person in person. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Was. Yeah. Was definitely great for me because, um, you know, a lot of time people get the misperception about wrestlers that they are the character 24 uh, seven every day, all day. And that's not it. And to see her outside of character and, you know, just be able to have conversations with her. I definitely enjoyed meeting jazz and not to mention my former boss was one of the many doink the clowns. So, I mean, I didn't look up the doink, but <laughs> it was a very good experience for me. It was the one that was on my bucket list for a very long time. And when I had the chance to do it, I sh- struck while the iron was hot. Um, does the date March 31st, 1996 mean anything to either of you? March 31st, 1996. Doesn't ring a... Oh, no. It does ring a bell. That was like four days after... No, five days after my younger brother Justin was born, but other than that, no. What about you, Pat? Does not ring a bell. March March 31st, 1996 was WrestleMania 12. It was at the Anaheim Pond in Anaheim, California. Main event of the night is the infamous Iron Man match, Bret Hart versus Shawn Shawn Michaels Michaels. for the WWF Championship. That was also my 10th birthday. Ooh. Those two were my favorite wrestlers of all time. Still to this day, I don't pick between them. Love them both. But Shawn Michaels won Boyhood Dream. Absolutely loved it. I met Bret Hart in 2013, I want to say. It was really cool. Uh, he just had surgery, so like he didn't like stand up. Like He was just like sitting at his gimmick table the whole time, which was fine. But the, the bigger story here was Shawn Michaels because like him winning that title is one of my favorite title wins of all time just because... The match was great. The buildup of Shawn Michaels becoming, well, being a heel for so long, and then like everything with the click and like just that build from 1995. Yeah, the I think it was 2016. There was going to be a a show in Philly at the ECW Arena, ran by Tommy Dreamer, where it was like it was going to be like this kind of like convention during the day, and then House of Hardcore at night, and there was going to be like kind of like a comic con. There's going to be a special guest and you'd have to pay to meet them, meet and greet, blah, 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 blah. Main, main guy there was Shawn Michaels. So, so I was like, Philly's not, well, it's far because you have to drive through Pennsylvania, but you know what? I'm like, oh, that's Shawn Michaels. I don't know when I'm ever going to get a chance to meet Shawn Michaels. No. Oh, yeah. Got a cu- couple friends. We ended up getting a hotel for a couple days, drove out there. It was amazing. But, the actual getting to meet Shawn Michaels to me like they say don't meet your heroes blah 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 but like Shawn was my Batman or my Superman where like just a dude that I loved and luckily we're not talking about literally 1990 Shawn because he might have been a different animal yeah 
but I waited till the line died down because it was obviously one of the, the biggest things that was going on. So when it came down to like, it was starting to only be like five people at a time. I'm like, all right, that's good enough. Waited in line. And I got to tell him the one thing I've been wanting to tell him since my 10th birthday. And I was like, thank you for winning the WWF championship on my birthday. Because like it meant so much to me as a kid, I actually had him sign the uh, Boyhood Dream DVD. Yeah, which was like his his first uh, title run with that title. So, yeah, which, I don't know. It's just it was just so cool, and he was like, I think he responded back like it was my pleasure or something. It was just like re- he was seemed to be really cool. I mean, granted, it's one of those things where you you're paying to meet people, and majority of the time they're they're respective of that, so they're in a good mood. They'll talk to you. I don't know. Just beating him was like, just be able to say like, I met Shawn Michaels. Well, here's a kind of an off the wall question. Yeah. So I, I haven't really met any, like any childhood heroes of mine. Like my big childhood hero was stone cold. I've never met him before. Yeah. I came very close to meeting, um, Shawn Michaels, but he was a little preoccupied when he was nearby me. Um, he did go through a table near me, by the way. <laughs> um, but um, never really met any of like my childhood heroes. Like I met like um, I met like Ovar Vizquel a couple times. That's a name that only people in Cleveland would really know. Good experience or bad experience? It was a very good experience. Very nice guy. Um, I met him at a Toys R Us. Um, he was shopping okay. with his son. I oh shit! I, I was told I was not allowed to ask for an autograph though, because he was there with his family, which is something I still like even to this day. I institute like if I see like a celebrity or like a professional athlete like out anywhere, yeah, I will not go up and ask for an autograph. Like my parents told me, like I I, I was there with my aunt and my mom, and they were like, "Look, he is a normal human being. He's trying to enjoy." like family time this is not a time where you ask for an autograph and she's like you can walk up to him and say hi that's all you can do i was like okay cool so i was like walking down the aisle where omar was and i was like hi omar it's nice to meet you and he's like hi nice to meet you as well thank you so much and just kept on shopping so um that's something that i've always like even held like still to this day like we were at um we were at a um we are at Crocker Park. <laughs> so funny. Um, and Baker Mayfield was there. He was not in the uh, he was not in the um, Cheesecake Factory parking lot, by the way. <laughs> um, but he, he was he was shopping around, and I just said hi to him. He was shopping around at Cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. shopping around for uh, new talent. But anyway, um, that's gonna be some negative views for the Muni Pod. Um, but um, what was your worst? experience with meeting someone that you looked so forward to meeting i won't say it's like people i look forward to meeting but some of it might be the setting um i mentioned like i met natalia outside of wwe canton yeah when they run the house shows there like i understand wrestlers don't want you to be waiting at the airport they don't want you to be waiting outside their hotel yeah because i think i in my opinion hotels a little more acceptable than airport yeah but it's still like dangerously close 
but outside of that show like there's the parking lot that the wrestlers are at and then you have to wait outside of this barricade um you could easily go over but there is security and obviously you get in trouble and all that kind of stuff uh the worst attitude i've ever seen from a wrestler two of them in particular and you probably wouldn't guess it sasha banks and bailey really the worst attitude i have ever seen like granted they're like oh like the pictures and everything with kids but i asked like sasha really like hey can i get a picture and like selfie kind of picture they're like hey here hold like that girl's gonna take time like here selfie boom quick quick picture yeah. like the look she gave me when she said no was like i had just i was like someone at the airport asking for something she was like no and i'm like wow okay wow you're like she like her and bailey are two people i do not i cannot stand kind of like after that like personal interaction bailey was kind of the same way i kind of picture with her but like when i asked something like like the look on her face was just kind of like i don't want to like i i get like wanting like service the kids if they want they want that this is gonna mean way more to them because they're, they're gonna have this to live for the rest of their life yeah but i'm asking really quick can i get a picture yeah a quick selfie it's like you're making me feel like a scumbag when like i'm not a guy who's waiting outside the airport for you to sign 20 things i just want i'm gonna sell on ebay yeah Yeah. like i want a quick picture that's why like when i met natalia like it was a cold as fuck day in january and the two wrestlers that tried to meet with everybody were that right next to the fire by the way yeah they were Natalia and Becky Lynch. Hmm. Like Natalia, I think it might have been the Canadian blood in her, where she's just like, ah, oh, like standing out here with people. I was like, this is fine. I've, yeah. I've I've dealt with colder, but Becky, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and I got to like talk with her a little bit. And she actually, I because I I was getting pictures and I was like tweeting them on Twitter for like for friends of mine to see. Yeah. She used the picture in a tweet. No shit. Yeah, and I got a bunch of people like screenshot because she didn't tag me. She just used it. Used WWE hashtag WWE Canton made it like a because this was like pun Becky Sage, which I loved. Yeah. So like she just made a pun. Uh, used WWE Canton and you know, used my picture. I'm like no, no, and it's like it was on her Instagram too. It's probably still is, but it just buried back yeah. in 2017. But still, it was like yeah, cool. So like yeah, I go back like it's Becky and sasha are two of the ones that i can think of that were just like man this sucks yeah. people in person i'm very kind of particular of who i meet i want to say and it wasn't his fault uh when dean malenko was in w was in aiw it looked like he were, it was a cardboard cutout because i can line like so many pictures that people took with dean malenko it was like the same look the same ex, uh stance the same, ex- the same everything yeah. it looked like a cardboard cutout which it wasn't anything against him maybe he was tired or whatever so i i i, I won't hold it against him but I, yeah. I like off the top of my head that's some of the worst other than that like a lot of good experiences oh actually we'll go back to i forgot this was one of my like really like memorable experiences like huge of a wrestler uh the fact that johnny gargancho garni yeah johnny gargano he's gonna unfollow you now <laughs> he doesn't follow me <laughs> Gar- <laughs> why not i don't know uh, actually no i do know this he's very particular on who he follows does he have does he have seven follow uh i'm sorry what does kfc do uh 
13 herbs and spices. Is that what it is? So, so they only do 13? <laughs> I don't eat KFC. Have you ever gone to the Twitter page for KFC? No. They follow all five Spice Girls, and they have 13 herbs and spices. Oh, I They do. follow I all five Spice Girls, and they follow, what, eight people with the first name Herb. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. It's one of those things I remember hearing, but it's been buried so far. But once you mentioned it, like it was like, oh, oh my god! You want to know something yes, even better? Do you know how many people the Undertaker follows on on Twitter? How many? Sixty nine. <laughs> Check me on it. <laughs> he follows sixty nine people. That's it. Oh wow! But uh, yes, <laughs> I I do know Johnny is very particular to who he follows. He used to live with Gregory Iron. And at least at that point, he would not follow Gregory Iron on Twitter. <laughs> He's always had a very conscious so, uh, social media game. But anyway, uh, the fact that Johnny Gargano, one, he mentioned me in his uh, final speech, like before he left the Indies in AIW. Like he thanked like only a handful of fans. Like granted, he looked, he was probably like looking around, mentioning people, and just mentioning me. I'm like, whoa. And then there was also he like I have the link for it. It I hope it's still up. It was WWE NXT page, and like I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a time when they were having wrestlers always go live and interact with fans, which yeah. I think what it was doing it was show like it was giving them like. A little bit of work because like you have to like interact with people and like give how see how quick you work like i remember watching yeah. the revival back then and they were like i was watching the beak knowing what to say being fairly quick with stuff anyway ftr dude you gotta call them ftr at the time they were the revival though yeah. so uh what does FTR stand for? <laughs> Fuck the rest. I thought it was forgot the rubbers, but continue. <laughs> no, that's what you did. That's why you have a child now. Exactly. <laughs> Keep going, Summers. And that's why I have four. Anyway, uh, th- they were doing a live video, and they were like having people ask uh, them questions. And then I like thing that I love talking to Johnny about was football. Like that's the yeah. like main thing. Like when I'd see him at a show, like let's talk about stuff. Like the fact that he he was like a huge Johnny Manziel fan like myself and that's why Johnny Wrestling is Johnny Wrestling because he took like I only realized that he took Johnny football and he was like well I'm I'm wrestler my name's Johnny how about Johnny Wrestling that's and like not like now that's like a bigger deal than Johnny football but anyway uh, we, always, we always used to talk about that so I threw out a question I was just like who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl because this was like early in the football season and Tommaso actually picked the question was picking some of the questions and they're like all right one more question before we go and they were reading names which I, I don't remember realizing at first of uh, like who uh, asked the question and he was like all right we'll take one more who's winning the Super Bowl Justin Summers and Johnny like was like oh that's my guy that's my Cleveland guy he's 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 a, he's a fan and I'm like shit like Johnny Gargano just like oh I know him on a live video like granted like end of the day who the fuck cares but it was just like wow yeah that's cool shit like a live video on NXT a live video on NXT's Facebook I tomato tomato no I'll take that any day of the week (laughs) but uh, before I get to mine funny Johnny Manziel story so um, there was one night where I was driving for Uber, and 
it was like a Thursday night. I think I just like wanted to get a couple extra bucks because my wife and I were going to the Browns game on Sunday. But immediately following the Browns game, we were going to tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Oh, I remember that day. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go drive, get a couple bucks, like a little extra spending cash, like a little fun money yeah. for the weekend. So I'm driving, and next thing you know, I get a Uber pickup, and it's a pickup at Barley House downtown, and I like roll up in front, and I'm like parked there, got my hazards on. Next thing you know, big fucking black guy comes up to my car, and he like looks at me, and the first thing he tells me is he tells me, roll down the window. So I roll down the window. He looks at me. He goes, "Are you Patrick?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Patrick, I'm gonna talk to you really quick. I need to have your full undivided attention. Do I have it right now?" I'm like, "Yes, sir." Like, "Yes, sir." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Look, my friend's about to get in your car. You're gonna drive my friend. You're gonna drive him exactly where that app tells you to go. No point are you to interact with my friend. And no point are you to take pictures of my friend. And no point are you to do anything." Other than tell my friend when we have arrived at his destination, at which point he will remove himself from your car. He will walk inside. You will not follow my friend. You will not get out of the car. You will not expose to anyone that you had my friend in your car. Do we have an understanding, Patrick? Like, I'm going to say whatever you want me to say because, frankly, I am terrified. While I'm saying this, I feel someone being thrown in the backseat of my car. So he's like, my friend is now in your car. His life is now in your hands. You are to take him home right now. Do we have an understanding? Thank you so much. You have yourself a great night. Get him home safe. So I see the destination. Destination, the nine. But service entrance is what it says. Like, that's really strange. Like, a service entrance? Like, I'm. why can't I just drop him off at the front door? All right, fine. Whatever. I'll drop him off wherever he wants to go. So... I go through, it tells me I need to go down like this back alleyway, like where the nine is and anyone that's from the Cleveland area, like there's the nine is a, is a very ritzy uh, condominium slash hotel type deal in downtown Cleveland. So I drop them off, go back by the service entrance to drop them off there. And I turn around and I go, Hey, we're here. Guy doesn't move. Next thing you know, I'm like, Hey, buddy, we're we're here. You're home. Doesn't move. So I'm like, all right, um, buddy, we're we're and I start like yelling a little bit louder. I'm like, hey, buddy, we're here. Like we're here. Doesn't move. Doesn't flinch. I'm like, I'm not allowed to look at him. I'm not allowed to touch him. Anything. At this point, it's been like two and a half minutes. He hasn't he hasn't moved at all. I'm fearing he's dead. Like, they just put a fucking, like, dead body in my car, and they're going to pin it on me, (laughs) and they're telling the cops where to find me, so I'm, like, grabbing his leg, I'm like, I know I shouldn't do this, but hey, buddy, like, we're here, doesn't move at all, not a flinch, nothing, I'm like, buddy, like, we're here, I'm I'm literally shaking this person as hard as I can, not a single move, not a single groan, nothing. I literally think this person's dead in the back of my car. Did you check I, his pulse? I, what? Did you check his pulse? 
No, I didn't check his pulse. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since I took CPR. So um, I'm like shaking him any way possible. I see that his stomach is moving, so I know that he's breathing at least. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I look, I'm like trying to like make eye contact or like see a face. I He's faced the other way. I can't make out anything. So I keep shaking. Then I'm like, you know what? Put the car in drive, slam on the brakes really hard. Like maybe that will jolt like jolt him up try it nothing i start shaking him again now i'm starting like towards the stomach like towards the arm next thing you know i grab the arm like kind of sweats my hand away i'm like okay cool he's not dead so i'm trying to wake him up a little bit more i'm like but like you gotta wake up like we're here like it's time to get out of my car i got another pickup we gotta go so start shaking his arm like all this stuff i'm like i don't know what the fuck to do so i call the number for uber goes right to voicemail i call again call again call again call again all each time goes right to voicemail his phone's not even ringing and that's what i was hoping for like hey it was his phone like it's gonna ring and maybe he'll wake up wasn't his phone so i just like out of pure frustration i just like slam my hands on my dashboard i'm like fuck next thing you know this body just shoots up just stares at me right in the rearview mirror it's johnny menzel no fucking way literally drunk off of his ass and he just makes eye contact with me in the rearview mirror gets out of the car walks right up the steps through the service entrance walks right inside now this was thursday night it's also the same Thursday night, the week before he was to debut as a starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Ask me a question. How did the Browns do that day? Not well. 33 to nothing, actually. That was the final score. 33 to nothing. We didn't score a single touchdown. The entire time I'm sitting there with my wife, I'm like, yeah, maybe he's still hungover. Yeah. Yeah. It was that bad. Yep. 33 to nothing. They actually made a comment during uh, the TLC pay-per-view, but uh, worst experience I ever had. I was at Access uh, with WrestleMania 33, and now I made this reference at the at the previous uh, installment of this uh, podcast. Um, I met Seth Rollins. Now, there has since been stories that came out different speculations that have come out that leading up to WrestleMania 33 with his match with Triple H, he was in the hospital for dehydration or some type of flu, whatever it was. Um, so I will give him the benefit of the doubt. But I I paid for this, and it was the way that access was, is like you have a few minutes with the superstar. You can talk to him. You can interact. like You can, you can socialize. So I walk up. The first thing that he looks at me and says is, hey, big man, what's up? I'm like, okay, cool. We're already off to a bad start because uh, no offense, no big man likes to be called big man. So, and I think we are talking to three individuals that can, uh, that can relate. We don't like being called big. I don't know. No. At least me. I don't like being called big man. Um, All I'm going to say is my niece calls me fat ass, so... It's an endearing term. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't like the term, and if that's what your niece calls you, I I have sympathy for you. Oh no, that, it's a 
term of endearment for us. Okay. But that was the way that he greeted me. Yeah. Um, and then it was he, like, I wanted him to sign, like, my WrestleMania program. So he signed it. And then it's like, okay, well, your time begins now is what the girl said. And I, like, looked at him. I was like, hey, like, um, you've turned me on to a lot of good music. Like, you've actually introduced me to a lot of good artists that are out there in the world. Like, I started listening to, and I listed off, like, a couple artists that he's introduced me to. Like, when he, like, several years ago, he was posting, like, different, like, album covers. Like, before, like recently yeah. he used to post a lot of music and i was like hey you've turned me on to a lot of music like is there any one that you would recommend that you're listening to right now that I could check out like that could kind of help me because i gotta drive home like i have like a 16 hour drive on my on my hands to get home after mania like is there anything you would recommend and he just looked at me he's like man you follow me on instagram you know what i listen to next cool damn yeah. like i'm just a number okay cool good to know it just like really rubbed me the wrong way like here's an opportunity for you to like i don't know like even if you were to mention someone that i already listened to like or just throw out like an album you just listened to like if someone was to ask me i would tell you like hey i'm i'm obsessed with the bohemian rhapsody soundtrack i don't know yeah Th- like throw something out He's like, oh, man, you follow me on Instagram. You know what I listen to. Next. That's what just, like, the next is what literally, like, set me off. Yeah, I think with that, I don't know how great a lot of the WrestleMania weekend is, for at least them. I think you might have more fun uh, people who are doing uh, WrestleCon. Like, some of those wrestlers, yeah. A, they're, they're getting a lot more money for what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, a lot of them are putting more fun into it. Like, I met... Uh, the Mountie. And yeah. he was actually kind of like on my list because me and some friends have a joke that he's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I mean, great. He was only a champion for like two days. So wow. when, when, I, when I met him, I was just like, you're the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The look on his face when I said that of was like pure joy. Uh, Jimmy Hart was right next to me. He's like, Jimmy, this guy just said I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And like, we had a great laugh because of it. But like I think like guys like that can have more fun, but when you're you're that in WWE and you're there all weekend, like it's probably a lot of you know cattle herding and yeah, uh, just interview after interview after yeah. interview. Just like one thing, it's like look, and like I granted, I thought like my question was like, hey, maybe this is a question you haven't heard yet. Yeah, like. I, he introduced me to two bands that, like, I still to this day I listen to. Mm. the The first one was Transit, which, if you haven't listened to Transit, it, it's a phenomenal, especially Joyride. Uh, Transit Joyride is the album. It it's fantastic. It, it's very unique. It's very eclectic. It's probably not for everyone, but he got me turned on to it. To where, even when I was on a business trip in Minneapolis, um, I went to go see them in concert. Now, granted it was like their farewell tour too they broken up since um but he helped introduce me to them i got into bring me the horizon which is one of my favorite bands now but i got turned on to them because of seth rollins yeah so i was like hey like give me some more music like hey anyone you would recommend like just give me anything man you follow me man you know what i like yeah it just it really just kind of irked me 
like here's your opportunity to really granted i was a 30 year old man like i'm not a kid but it, it's it's kind of the same thing with you like it's still a fan meeting someone like yeah it, we're still kids damn it i'm gonna steal a term like we're still kids damn it yeah. it's not real to us we're still kids when it comes to this stuff but like that was probably my worst experience one of the coolest experiences i've had too um i i won't get into full detail but one of the nicest wrestlers i've met uh tj perkins Okay. So very, uh, I met him at Barrio after uh, a raw taping. Um, this was several years ago. One of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. So we talked for literally like forty-five minutes after the show. He just stood outside, just BS with us. He's like, "Look, I need to eat because I got to hit the road." And we completely lost track of time. Nicest person I've ever met, DJP. So, so worst moment. The worst moment for me. Uh, meeting a wrestler would uh probably have to be. I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one, but um, just incredible. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that 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 that, that was that was. Wait, wait, the you didn't meet him though. He never showed up. <laughs> well, no, I met him at Mania. Met him at Mania, but that wasn't a bad experience though. That wasn't a bad experience, but the the bad experience title. Uh, actually goes to independent wrestler. Uh, we talked about him three times. MJF, worst experience I had with him uh, was me and me and Ryan. I mean, this wasn't our first time meeting MJF. Me and Ryan were at uh, Nax. Okay. Yeah, we're, okay. So we're at Nax, and I'm trying to remember the exact event. And I want to say... This was probably the night they held the event uh, at the what? What is what was that sports sport sport arena? Sports? Ohio Nets. Ohio Nets. Yep. So we're there, and um, I'm there, and there's a Justin Dorch and a couple other people there. So Ryan goes up to MJF. He said, "Yo, MJF, get a picture real quick." It was like it was like you you got five bucks. And Ryan's like, I got five bucks, but I'm not going to give it to you. He's like, well, fuck off then. And it's like real loud. It's real loud. It's like the 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 look on my face, the look on Ryan's face. I was like, fuck, he just totally embarrassed you. But since I'm with you, he embarrassed me too. Worst moment of the night. And ever since then, I've had nothing but a great love-hate relationship. Like, I love MJF as a character, but that moment really rubbed me the wrong <laughs> way. He was like, fuck off. I was like, damn, man. It's like, he, he had to tell me to fuck off. He could just told me just, you know, then leave. But, you know, that fuck off, them two words together, like, fuck and off. Separated, you know, it's not as bad. Together, as a unison, coming out of someone's mouth, really fucks with your mental. So, that was my worst moment. You know that your worst moment is probably his happiest moment hearing that, too. Yeah. And if you are listening to this, MJF. Um, <laughs> thank not, you for listening. Thank you for listening, number one. And number two, <laughs> you told me to fuck off. You're never getting those five bucks, period. I'll give him five bucks to tell you to fuck off. So you're going to give him five bucks to tell me to fuck off again? Well, you know. You, I'll run up to him and hand him five bucks. Like, can you tell my buddy to fuck off? How much, well, is, how much is his cameo? 350 
Okay. Is it really? $350. Are you kidding me? I'm going to get 300 I'm going to give him $350 and just be like, "Can you tell my buddy to fuck off?" <laughs> so I can just send it to him whenever I want him to leave me alone. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's it's 350. <sighs> a fan a fan paid for MJF to send him a video, 350 bucks. Or I'm uh, I may begin to c- confuse with Roman Reigns' price, but I'm pretty sure it's 350. It's a higher price, I know that. Yeah, it's it's, I'm sorry, but that that was my moment. But uh, another great moment, just to kind of piggyback off of you, another great moment of meeting meeting a wrestler that I definitely you know wanted to meet. <laughs> You're actually way off, by the way. How much is it? It's six hundred dollars. Oh, so he must have went up because it was three fifty at one point. Yeah, you can you can book him for five ninety nine ninety nine, or you can get a DM for nineteen ninety nine. His response time is eight hours. Damn. Hey, sorry, yep. sorry. Can't do it. Uh, not to be told fuck off again, but you can send that nineteen ninety nine. Maybe he'll get, give me a DM with a big middle finger saying fuck off. But um, yeah, and to add on to that, he signs my autograph. <laughs> Shout out to Mars with Mites. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it says, fuck you, I'm better than you, and you know it. My favorite autograph that I got from someone was uh, from Brandy Rhodes. Nice. Oh, I was there for that. Yeah. It says, Dark Match Podcast, please stop harassing me on Instagram. Love, Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> and it was only because I asked her to do it, by the way. Um you were there. You can attest for this. Yes. She went through her DMs. She's like, you weren't harassing me at all. I'm like, I always feel like I'm harassing people with how many messages I send. Like, we sent a couple, um, like, leading up into All Out. Um, I, I, I don't know what it was, but there was a conversation that happened when we had uh, Stella Gray on. And Stella Gray actually had um, brought up our podcast to brandy and when we were standing there with cody we mentioned uh dark match podcast he's like oh i've heard of you oh i'm not even gonna ask if it's good things or bad things i'm just gonna take that and i'm just gonna run away right now yeah because i don't want you to taint that memory for me right now but like literally I forget who it was that meant I think it was Matt that was like, can you tell us to stop harassing you? And that is the autograph that I have. I, I actually don't have it posted anymore downstairs. It got replaced with Zicky Dice. You haven't seen downstairs, so I'll show you here in a minute. But we, we've been out here for a while. But I think this is just the first installment. But I think we need to kind of pivot away obviously with everything that has happened obviously in today's day and age and in today's climate i think that this is a great reminder that in any type of instance where issues arise whether they be small or large it's never too big to sit down and just have a conversation yeah Uh, it's definitely not something that you should just let build up. If you do have something, even if it's minuscule, just sitting down, having a dialogue, opening up, and just leaving it all on the table, 
having a discussion and i guess you could say like a like a town hall in a sense and just getting your feelings out there let the other people know what is bothering you or what issues you've had and i know that podcasts i don't even want to say drama but podcast issues that have happened in the past don't compare to what we're dealing with in the real world right now yeah but i truly feel that just having a conversation with your friends your neighbors your co-workers family members whoever it may be just discussing not arguing i i think that's one of the biggest issues that i've personally experienced earlier this week I personally had to block a family member on Facebook because they took a tweet that I, I, not a tweet, but a Facebook post that I made out of context and they took it, it, they took it as a personal attack on their political beliefs. And I think that we sitting at this table right now can all believe that what is going on in the world today is bigger than politics, is bigger than being a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Bull Moose Party, whatever you are. I know I just threw out a a political party that's been dead for over 75 plus years, but it's bigger than that. Yeah. And if you have an issue, you need to speak up. And I don't want to get soppy or anything like that but i i truly feel like i have the best friends i could have ever asked for no matter what color skin they are i know that if i call jt he's here in heartbeat yes he's black but i know that if i call him or my father both of them regardless will be here in a instant and that is completely irrelevant to the color of their skin, the economic threshold that they have on the world, the amount of money that they have in their bank account, whether they're on food stamps or they haven't had a handout in their entire life. It does not matter. We are all the same. No matter what color we are, we are all human beings. So sorry to get soppy there, but mm. I truly feel that... There are bigger issues, but nothing cannot be solved with just having a conversation. And it's like we planned this a month ago yeah. before a lot of lot of this shit happened. All and of it, it. It just I, I I made the comment private privately to you guys that it it like worked out. I don't want to say perfectly like oh look at all this bullshit let's capitalize off of, but it's just like it it's yeah. symbolic. Of, it absolutely is symbolic. Of, I, I think with everything that's happened in, especially for myself, two years that I've been doing this, I think looking back two years ago, even being on the outside wondering, like, why is this going on? I don't know what necessarily had happened, but two years ago, would this be happening? Probably not. So... I, I wouldn't even blame the climate that is today because this was planned before any of this even happened. Yeah. So it even works out even better 
having this conversation because I think that it means more now considering the instances that have happened considering the incident incidences that have happened yeah. i can't even talk so i'm right there with you <laughs> and i congratulate you because the deadpool you just uh you pulled a wade and you didn't die so you haven't fallen out of your chair yet but you haven't stood up yet so there's still hope yeah there's still hope there's still hope there's still beer we are going to let you guys go this is the end of part three but if you do want to follow along, you can find myself all across social media. You can find us at Dark Match Podcast on Instagram, Dark Match PC on Twitter. You can find Marks with Mikes all across Twitter and Instagram at Marks with Mikes. And you can find Wrestling Cheers all across social media as well. Wrestling Cheers on Instagram and also on Twitter as well. And we both have Facebooks as well. My Facebook, that's one... Uh, I, I don't know if you guys get, can relate. That That's one threshold I have not been able to break as of yet. Same here. Um, just going to be honest. I just returned to the Book of Faces only because of the fact that. <laughs> the Book of Faces. That's what I call it is the Book of Faces. But, yeah, you know, I've only returned back to Facebook for one reason and one reason only is because a lot of my family members are on Facebook. Yeah. My older family members. Yeah. And they're not on Twitter. They're not on IG. I'm just breaking shit. As a matter of fact, my mother-in-law has IG. She's probably only posted three times in the last six years. But um, I'm definitely glad we had this conversation, um, especially now, like Pat said, uh, for for us to have this conversation, even now in this day and age, uh, especially with everything that's that's happening and still happening, uh, with of course you know the protests and everything like that, it's definitely good just that, to to have that dialogue because you know you don't know a person's experience until you actually hear that person's experience. I mean, you know, for me and for for yourself, I, there's I'm pretty sure there's things that neither one of us could relate to being coming from two different worlds yeah. the the only the only diff, the only thing that we can relate to is being a human being inside this world but just two different world experiences yeah you know like like i was uh not not to get too too offbeat but uh i was talking to one of my one of my friends he's actually one of my best men in my wedding and we were talking about an incident that happened to us um we were getting ready to perform on stage and this is going back full circle going back to one of the earlier installments inside the series but um you know we were getting ready to perform at this club uh the dress code i think we all agreed on the dress code so i was like all right listen we're gonna wear white tees blue jeans uh and and uh white or black shoes that was the dress code this is south florida by the way um and the club is one uh at the time i think it was called club cashmere eventually it turned into club um phantom but i'll never forget it when we were walking it was a group of uh let me just make sure i have the number right myself turi jason uh we also had jay and um travis so a group of five of us we were walking on foot, not driving, walking. Just came back from the gas station, got some black mouths, getting ready to smoke one. Walking, police car pulls up, undercover, pulls up, flashes the light, stop what you're doing, 
go to the side. Another car pulls up. So one's a uh, undercover car. The other one's actually a unicar. What are you guys doing here? Well, we're getting ready to perform on stage. Uh, we got a performance. Let me see your IDs. Had all of our hands on on the um, on the hood of the car. And it was, uh, you know, kind of like, okay, well, what's going on? We're just walking to, you know, the club. Well, a lot of recent gang activities and you all are dressed like a gang. Well, we're wearing white T-shirts with blue jeans, no bandanas, nothing that would directly say, you know, gang affiliation, what have you. Sit out there for maybe like 10 minutes. Eventually, he says, well, if you guys are a rap group, let me hear you guys rap. Literally felt like a scene out of the five heartbeats, but literally you know each of us start reciting verses from our song um left that experience show i mean before we left we, we showed them our you know our our demo cd and everything with us on the on the cover but we left that experience and it was to the point that we didn't even want to perform on stage because how that played out didn't even get a chance to perform on stage because someone shot the club up but still (laughs) you know it's the fact that you know why why did you assume that and that to me is part of the dialogue that we as people in this country need to have why is that your assumption why why couldn't i've been just a person who got off of work and just decided to take off my work shirt and underneath my work shirt was a white t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, back to full circle dialogue. Yep. You yep. don't know until you have the discussion and to have two sheriff's deputies pull up on you Yeah. at eight. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? What's in your bag? One of my favorite pictures that I've used uh, recently and I think it, it says a lot in one picture that I don't think a lot of people realize. It's like currently my, my Facebook profile picture. And it goes back to like what I was talking about with Mr. Rogers. It's Mr. Rogers wa- washing Officer Clemens, uh, Francois Clemens' feet in a pool. Yeah. And there there are like religious tones there because of, of Jesus uh, washing people's feet. But there's also because uh, it goes back to the original showing that was the re-airing of the picture that I used but the, the original time they did it was around the time of segregation where they, yeah. where he, they were showing like you know a white man and a black man could be in the same pool like there's no there's no problem and he was showing that to children like there's nothing wrong with it but they weren't like trying to like preach it it was just like oh I'm, I'm sitting here in my pool and you know just you know keep, it's really warm outside today yeah and like my my feet are my feet are getting a little bit of water and like this feels good oh officer clemens do, do you want do you want to do this too oh that's great and there's also the fa- you know it's it's you know black and white uh he's a cop too at the same time yeah and all i mean if you want to get down to it it's it's a straight man and a gay man even though they that's not portrayed on the show but that is a real life thing and it's just like yeah it's one of my favorite images of of unity 
but it's not like bashing it over your head. And I think it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And it's that kind of like understanding and dialogue that needs so needs to happen right now. Like, yeah, I didn't grow up, you know, anywhere near like a lot of like cities. Like, I mean, I grew up like, and like I said, in Rootstown, the, the amount of black people that were in my entire district, yeah. like growing up, we're talking maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. From like, just like the school district. I know I had like one, I think just one in my class. I know I had one, I had a couple in my trailer park that I lived in. And one is, was like a really good friend of mine for a very long time. Sadly, he's in prison right now, his own dumb fault, but that's a story for a different day. But still it, I didn't, I didn't grow up with like any of those, those struggles. But like yeah. when I hear like from like other people, like I hear from JT, it's just like, like fuck that shit. That, yeah that shouldn't be the story that shouldn't no that shouldn't be the issue the fact that it is is where we like shit needs to, to fix yeah I absolutely agree and uh just to, just to finish the little part i was talking about at age eight you know they dumped out my clothes <laughs> on the sidewalk <laughs> what the fuck dumped yeah. out my clothes on the sidewalk and after searching through my luggage not finding anything yeah get home have a nice day drives off yeah eight years old and you know i just go back to these memories i mean even one at age nine uh and i'm gonna wrap it up here you know had a incident where kid in my class can't remember his last name just know his first name was robert but uh had an incident in my class and robert made a comment that was a little bit racial so i told him Hey, watch your mouth because you don't want to say that. That's not that's not good. Well, he took that as I was going to beat his ass. Calls his dad. Calls his dad. School is now out. (laughs) School is out. We're leaving. I see this blue uh, F-150 truck pull up or F-250 pull up on the side. It's his dad getting out. Curses me out. Nine years old now calls me every Nine. calls me everything that you can imagine and as he's talking if i ever hear about you saying anything to, to my kid towards my kid i'm gonna fucking kill you and spits hmm. and spits in my face oh at nice. nine nine yeah wow what every nine-year-old wants school to never did anything about it wow at nine years old so it's like now that could have brought me up in a totally different light. I could have walked around hating the rest of the world. Yeah. Never, not once, never hated anybody. Yeah. But now that I'm a father, um, my only wish for my son is to number one, never go through what I went through. Yeah. But number two, not to grow up in the society that I've been growing up in yeah. for these past 33 Absolutely. years. Like, you know, it's very, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. like growing up in the city that I grew up in, like you grew up like very rural. Yeah. You had 10 uh, colored individuals like growing up. I grew up in a city. I grew up in Lakewood. Um, and I remember the big story growing up, like you grew up in Florida, so you probably didn't hear about this. Uh, the big story when I was a kid was that our mayor at the time, her name was Madeline Kane. 
um, and she was the first mayor in the city of Lakewood that was uh, of the LGBT community. Um, and during Pride Week, she flew the Pride flag at the at City Hall. But the reason why she got so much controversy was because she flew the pride flag higher than the American flag. And it literally pissed off the community. And taking away from the fact of the rights that her as a gay individual that were being violated... And taking that and seeing, like, hey, like, here's an opportunity for us to really attack and really look at the segregation that is in the LGBT community. Let's get her out of office. That's wrong. It can't be higher than the American flag. That's that's a sin. Next thing you know, next election, she's voted out. And that was the city that I grew up in. I grew up in a city that, after that instance, was very much accepting of... I wouldn't even... You know what? That's a horrible explanation. It They weren't accepting of it. They were very quick to say that it was accepted, but it wasn't accepted. To say that it was accepted would be an understatement. And... I think it's bigger than the instances that are currently happening in the world. Yes, there is segregation, but there's additional segregation that is not being portrayed right now. And that, of course, with it being June, it's also Pride Month, too. Yeah, it it, it is full circle. This is human rights. It's, It's not black. It's not white. It's not... It's not yellow. It's not green. It's not blue. It's it, it. It's more than that. It's just basic rights as a human being, and that's my takeaway. Just growing up in the city that I grew up in, that was actually a question on Jeopardy. That was we really were in Lakewood the first accepted community of of gay rights but was it really accepted no because i lived in the city i grew up in the city there was no acceptance it was just hey this is where you can come to to live it was just hey go live here because we've had a gay mayor but the community really wasn't accepted of that lifestyle which was unfortunate I just I don't get it like I I wish I could sit here and say something that would be worthwhile or really touching to people but I I really don't I'm someone that I grew up in a very progressive household where I was taught by very catholic individuals that marriage is a certain way and it shouldn't change from that and just like you my views changed the second that i had a child and said 
I'm not going to be someone that looks at my child and says, hey, this is the way that love is. Hey, this is the way that marriage is. Hey, this is the way that we view society. No, this is the way that you view society. This is the way that you view love. Love is love. Whether you love a man, a woman, whatever it may be, whatever gender you are, it doesn't matter. I can't control your heart. So whatever you do, it's your life to live. But if you're going to have hate in your heart, that has no spot in my household. We don't hate here. We accept. And I think that's my big takeaway. And that will be my last comment that I make that we just need to accept. We don't have to agree, but we have to accept. It's not our life. It's the, it's that person. It's their life to live. The one quote that I, I keep thinking about right now through, through a lot of this stuff is the one that really grew on me as, as an adult, but as, as a kid, you think some, something else of it and that's thug life but that's what the actual meaning the the uh, what it actually meant the hate you give the hate you give little infants fucks everyone and i'm like wow that's true it's like butterfly effect yeah so it's like yeah you give the you give this hate to kids and then they grow up to adults and it just becomes a cycle and it never goes away exactly I agree. So where we are with, you know, a lot of the racism stuff, and it's so, like, learning about a lot of the systematic racism that we have within within the country as a whole, it's like, fuck, like, getting out of this, is it gonna, is it gonna fix tomorrow or the end of the month? No, but it's gonna take time, and if, if we start now, we can try to put a dent in it, and maybe when our children are, are our age, that it'll be gone or at least mostly gone just nowhere near where we are right now no yeah i agree i just hope it doesn't take another 400 years i completely agree and the, the funny thing too is like with like my parents like when i moved out my first roommate you've met him was my friend he goes by the moniker hot sauce yeah and my father my childhood growing up was nowhere near as I'm going to do air quotes right now. No one can see this, but I'm doing air quotes is very um, progressive. And the first time that I had my, my, my father who was never really accepting of other individuals, um, he was very black and white with his beliefs is the way that I can put it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say black and white. There's no gray area there. It was just, this is what it is. Um, and I was like, hey, you need to come out and you need to hang out with my roommate. And I bring out my roommate who is hot sauce, he, he, a black individual that I he was a coworker of mine by the end of the night. And as you can tell, I'm looking at my um, progress of alcohol over here. I've drank a, quite a substantial amount over here, but it's my house, so I don't have to drive anywhere. Um I can drink. My father can drink as well. My roommate at the time could not. And I saw a moment in my life, and I know it's really weird, like comparing this to alcohol, 
but it was a big moment in my life where I saw my roommate tap out. He's like, look, I can't drink anymore. I need to go home. I'm done. And he went out with myself, my brother, and my father. Both of the two individuals other than myself that I mentioned were very much black and white. There was no gray area, if you catch my drift. As soon as my roommate said, I'm going home, I watched my father say, you're not going anywhere. I want you to get down on your knees right now. I'm literally like in my head, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this cannot be good. And my dad looks at him. He takes, I'm not going to take this one because I still have half of a beer here and I'm not going to chug it for the podcast. Maybe I will. I don't know. Nope, not going to do that. (laughs) He takes a beer bottle and do I have any in here? Because if I do, that would be really mean. No. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do it to you. Hold on. Just in case. There wasn't a whole lot that fell out of there. I'm proud of myself. He looks at him and he knights him. And my dad looks at him and goes, you are no longer black. You are now Blyrish. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first moment in 23 years of life I've ever seen my father literally accepting of anyone other than a white individual ever. Now, he could have did it behind the scenes. He could have did it with anyone else, whatever it may be. But what I was exposed to was black and white. We do not accept anyone else. This is what life is. Yeah. So I I think my main takeaway from that was that a single moment or a single realization or a single instance can really change no matter who it is and whether this conversation changes your views or changes your outcomes or changes your thought process i just hope overall i know i'm getting sappy with this but i i hope it really does something yeah that's my main takeaway from this Tell your neighbors you love them. Tell your family members you love them. Tell your the person that posts the annoying things on Facebook, hey, you know what? I might not like it, but I appreciate what you post. Whatever it is. Yeah. Love is love. Or friendship is friendship. I think that's a better way. You start with friendship. If it develops more from there, that's all it is. But at this point, cheers to you guys. I don't know if you guys still have drinks or not. I don't know. I'm done. You're done. What? You're done? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Time out. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't like anyone being dry at my house. Here you go. Here's the summer shanty for you. I'm going to just take your water cup because I know you got to drive yeah. and there's certain <laughs> things. So you can just grab your water cup right there. And we're just going to give a final cheers, and that's going to conclude this three-part episode of not only Wrestling Cheers, Marks with Mikes, but also Dark Match Podcast. I can assure you this isn't going to be the last time that we sit down and have what I can consider to be a podcast city hall for Northeastern Ohio Independent Wrestling. But, gentlemen, thank you all for coming out, enjoying the food. Is there any wieners left? Please tell me there is. 
I took all the wieners. Motherfucker. You piece of shit. And we're back to square one, and we got to have a, a town hall to to literally uh, solve this wieners? issue. You you ate all the wieners. I had to, man. Well, you can find us all across social media. You know exactly where all of our handles are. They're tagged in all of our posts. But thank you so much for tuning in here tonight. <laughs>